0: Welcome to Planning Phase Signikit, episode 46. Yes, folks, we are almost at 52 FN episodes. It seems like it hasn't been quite a year. Thank you all so much for joining us on this lovely Sunday night. Tonight, we are going to talk about where does the data lead us? So Dion has released some data. Greg from Nickel City has some data. And we thought it would be fun to go through and kind of pick it apart. So tonight's going to be a little bit more of a technical episode as well, though, um, because I want to talk a little bit about uh, statistics. um, And I can already hear my uh, co-hosts rolling their eyes at me. But I want to talk about statistics a little bit and what methods we might be able to use to help us understand whether this is good data, bad data, and what we can do with it. We also have a special guest who should have been at Top Cut but because of draws was excluded from top cut at Adepticon without further ado let's bring in my co-hosts and our guests for tonight welcome charles welcome jj and welcome crispy how are you all doing tonight
1: doing good expensive weekend uh, and then we're in the full swing of florida allergies over here so i'm like suffering but in that <laughs>
2: thing- <laughs> You are not lying, sir. I have
3: literally have a box of Claritin on my desk
2: right now. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've been congested for about a month, and I'm really tired because I just got back uh, about a couple hours ago from the Ultimate Frisbee tournament up in Gainesville. So I'm here. I'm ready.
0: That uh, Ultimate Frisbee, they actually have tournaments, or is it just a bunch of people smoking um, (laughs) clove cigarettes and hanging out?
2: Oh no, that's did what you, that's what we you normally know do after game. But it after. is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it is uh, organized play uh, throughout the college. Oh. So,
0: yeah. that's cool. I, I guess yeah. I've played ultimate frisbee, but never as a um, sport. So,
1: competitively, you mean, right? Competitively,
0: or yeah, as yeah. a s- sport, like it's us wandering through the woods, throwing a frisbee, and smoking clove wrapped cigarettes and i guess in michigan it's legal so i don't give a shit
3: that's frisbee golf though that's not ultimate frisbee oh (laughs) ultimate frisbee is like football isn't it oh all right i've never played that
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but
2: there's still lots of there's still lots of uh smoking and drinking involved at the end all right
0: so i would at this point then go and watch y'all play and i will just start partaking a lot earlier than you all do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. you'll, have, you'll have to wait for an away game that's not exactly uh florida shined upon in the sunshine state
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can imagine that is very true that is one of the blessings of living in michigan um other than we have better weather than florida does um our mugginess only yeah. lasts six months instead of like nine.
3: Yeah, we Y'all don't have even have snow, good though. heat. You, oh,
0: you're no. right. You don't have snow. I do hate snow with a passion.
1: Um, also, you can tell from my Deathcon hey, time that I was loving every marks. moment. You can't beat that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah like, freaking out of Depticon, Chris is like, it's cold, man. It's snowing. I'm it. <laughs> I'm like, ah, breathe it in. Uh, ah.
2: yeah so i was so locked into my florida weather brain i didn't even conceive that it was going to be cold in chicago in the winter so i brought only i i brought shorts i brought one jacket and i just braved it the whole weekend (laughs) oh man i i was sprinting from my car into the con and all the way back
0: (laughs) well which makes sense we have um Being from Michigan, (laughs) I wore shorts at the tournament every day, except for Thursday. I didn't wear shorts on Thursday because it was too cold to ride up from Michigan to Chicago uh, with shorts on. Um, But I wore shorts and and the guys I was with from our local group were like, you're going to really wear shorts? I'm like, yes, yes. Charles told me as a bigger guy, you do not wear pants (laughs) in these things. you You will regret it. And uh, I did not regret the shorts one bit. I'll tell you that. But when I left and it was like 10 o'clock at night on Saturday and it was like, I don't know, it it couldn't have been more than like 15 degrees. And it's like, yep, these shorts really suck right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's why I put them under my sweats, just so I can like switch in between on the go. Yeah.
0: Uh, You were smart. I was not smart. Anyway, so welcome crispy to the show why don't you introduce yourself uh quickly here we we know these other two good buffoons but uh for anybody who is just joining us uh introduce yourself let them know who you are where they can find you and um why you wanted to join our little podcast tonight
2: yeah so um i'm crispy as uh most people know me from my discord handle um i'm a part of the omega squadron podcast um we've been a recording here and there. Uh, we had, I think, two of our four members both had kids, so we've been slowing up a little bit on content recently. We'll be putting out something, hopefully, uh, next week about Adepticon. Um, but other than that, I've just been doing a whole lot of online play. I got into X-Wing right at the end of 1.0, so I got to see, uh, you know, uh, big old Ghost Fenral everywhere, uh, and then transitioned to 2.0, and I've been playing competitive ever since then. And I want to say that this Adepticon was, like, the first, like, big actual tournament that I went to besides, like, that Gen Con that was transitioning over to uh, 2.0. So, honestly, great environment. Uh, Happy to talk about it. Uh, I did uh, pretty well. I mean, 21st out of, what, 190 that came. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, But at the end of the day, I feel like I could have pushed into the cut. um, And we'll get to that. Cool. Yeah, what and did, I, what did you run? Just curious. Uh, so I ran a five ship first order list. I ran Nightfall. Oh, with I can No nope. Kick him off. Kick him off the show. <laughs> we don't talk about first order. That. <laughs> uh, no. Go ahead. Oh come on. I, I made top four in first order, so I'm happy with that. That's. Uh, that's, that's good. Man. Really. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. nice damage deck. I got the punch out for Scorch as well so yeah uh so my list was nightfall with marksmanship proton rockets sensor scramblers and the jamming suite i had ember with daredevil fanatical and hull upgrade and then i had three of the named um first order bombers so i had scorch with elusive and the electro proton bomb dread with uh electro chaff missiles skilled bombardier and proximity mines and then I had Grudge with elusive automated target priority. And then the same thing on Dread, uh, Electric Chaff, Skilled Bombardier, and Proximity Mines. Nice. Uh, yep. All of my ships are worth four points. So it's uh, nice, simple math for me and my opponent. Uh, it also makes it difficult for uh, my opponent to figure out a target to go for first because they're basically all the same. Yeah. So
0: can I ask go So you you chose Daredevil on Ember over. um. Uh, what's the proud tradition, right? So, yep. did you, how many times did you get Daredevil off throughout the tournament?
2: Um, probably three times a game. Okay, like it like it was that effective, um, especially on turns where it's like I need to get a shot and still you know uh have mods and stay on objective. Just you know one hard lock and then just Daredevil one hard back, just just circle on the objective, still get modded shots off. Um, worked out pretty well honestly the hull upgrade i think saved her in like three of my games um because just going from four to five health is a big big standout and when you've got fanatical as well that keeps that uh ability triggering for as long as it can yeah, yeah
0: and i agree with the 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 upgrade on ember because i've been running ember with um proud tradition fanatical and hull upgrade um because people don't expect the the proud tradition as often um and I didn't have anybody flip it. Now I didn't run that for the tournament. I ran that for the day after uh, tournament or whatever the hell they call it. But yeah, Ember has become my new favorite FO uh, pilot to fly because um, she's just so fun to fly. And the I had to play the first game I played against uh, in the after tournament. They had a Vader, and I outmaneuvered a Vader with Ember. So. Um, and now that I think about it, I think that Daredevil would have been even better <laughs> to do. I didn't just never thought about that until somebody put that on there. It's like, oh, I could have really outmaneuvered Vader because she can just do the one hard barrel roll boost right around Vader. Now, just imagine if it could be a one hard, you know, boost. I don't know. It seems pretty good.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Being able to basically joust anyone and then just barrel roll hard turn in and just get like directly uh beside them you don't have to worry about you know boosting and overshooting your target because you know with the barrel roll you get a little bit of leeway forward and back to determine uh where you need and then you just boost right on it and you're fine so it's like it's like it's just like flying von reg except you're at i4 and i saw a whole bunch of i4 i3 ships so she acted just the same way
0: now what is uh, nightfall's ability and so, did you Nightfall choose it because of the the initiative, or did you choose it before the actual ability?
2: Um, so I chose Nightfall mostly for the ability uh, and the initiative as well. Um, I mean, kind of the same thing. Because um, the other option that I had was uh, Whirlwind. Um, I was considering uh, replacing Nightfall with Whirlwind, so that is an I3, but you get two more loadout points. Um, so n- generally that's predator cause you want to be lining up those bullseyes. Um, but I got nightfalls ability to go off a couple times, especially if I'm going up against, uh, aces that require stuff, uh, that require, you know, tokens like Vader. Um, I went up against the Vader and I just had nightfall on top of him the whole game. And, uh, I mean with that, you know, cause, uh, you got to, the focus and the lock, if you're only put a, if you only putting on one jam at a time, uh, Vader can just focus and then get his lock, and then he's got force mods as well. So having that double jam when you need it is really good. Um, at I-4, it is nice to match the other uh, I-4 ace in the list, um, but that does create complications, especially when you're going up against another Nightfall, and both of you two line up across from each other, hoping to hop over the other one first. Um, so it is, um, you know, it, 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 I think looking back, it might've been nicer to have whirlwind cause Whirlwind's just a little bit tankier with those focus tokens. Um, a friend of mine, Donald Williams, who, uh, did actually make the cut, we kind of list build together and he took whirlwind instead of Ember and he ended up doing really well and he was really happy with, um, the output that whirlwind, uh, had, uh, I just nightfall, uh, having the, those uh, clutch jam tokens. I really saw that as uh, something that I needed to have. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. So there's your list. So let's, I guess let's talk a little bit out your experience in draws first. So I don't want to spend the whole show talking about draws because I think we, we cover that two weeks ago um, where we spent quite a bit of discussion on it. Um, so I, what I think would be beneficial, so JJ and I have already given our opinion. I don't know, Charles, if you guys last week covered draws or not, but I think it would be beneficial since we didn't I didn't podcast that last week and put it on the, the channel. Uh, it, between the two of you, you give your opinion, then JJ and I will kind of chime in towards the end. Um, I, again, I don't want to spend an hour having a discussion about draws, though. <laughs> so, Crispy, you specifically drew out of the cut. Um, so first you should probably tell us a little bit about that game um, yep. so that we kind of understand some pretext to it. And then let's, let's kind of talk about draws because I think it affects competitive play on a whole pretty aggressively. And, and it, for example, I, I wasn't going to make cut cause I had two losses, but my last round draw knocked me out of uh, top 32 to get any, any prizes specifically because of my draw, you know? So,
2: yeah um so just to set the scene this was round four uh chance encounter uh my opponent and i we were both two and one um so basically we needed to keep winning to stay in um i my loss was a heartbreaking last turn loss so i was trying to avoid the same thing uh we got into it um I mean, chance encounter with my list is definitely its weakest uh, scenario because I don't have a lot of firepower out the front. I've got the chaff to stun you, and then I've got proximity mines, and then Ember just does what she can to clean up. Um, but if you know there's no pressure for you to come to the middle, it's very difficult to get the electrochaff off. Um, so I was <coughs> sorry, I was uh, struggling a little bit early to get points. Um, my opponent had a six-ship Republic list two handmaidens barris contrail mace and hawk um we ended up trading ships back and forth uh eventually it got down to a point where uh barris got some natty cluster missiles off against grudge grudge couldn't survive uh even though grudge was uh touching like facing uh mace and would have just boosted over proximity mine killed So I went from having a 10-6 lead or would have had a 10-6 lead to it being an 8-8 tie. And then time was called in the round. Um, Ember needed to do two damage on the Hawk to get half points. Had lock, didn't get it. Needed two damage on a lat and did not get it. So we tied. And at this point I was... You know, kind of upset because this knocked me out, and it knocked my opponent out, and my opponent seemed pretty happy about it, because um, I was I got a early lead, and it was a come from behind tie uh, for him, and I was like like this kind of sucks. Like one of us should be able to move on, like because we're just both sitting here like, okay, this was like like this is bad. Like this is bad for both of us. And I'm like, one of us should have the chance to go on. And he goes, no, we tied. We fucked each other and walked off. So yeah, I had like, to input uh, the score as a tie.
4: Uh,
1: so that, that just feels so gross, right? Because you put in all that effort and in the last turn that happens. Like, I mean, I, I would much rather my opponent in that scenario either win fully or lose fully and I'll be... I would feel so much more satisfied in that type of scenario. than both of them, both of you guys just walk off essentially as losers. And like that, that's just, that sucks. That sucks a lot, man.
2: Yeah. Um, so
0: Charles, yo. your thoughts. So you haven't played competitively in the market with the new rules and everything. Oh, not with have. draws.
3: No, I played LVO, but no, I've not, yes. not since the draws have been instilled in I'll be honest with you. There has not been a game that I have played competitively, whether it be Flesh and Blood, X Wing, Magic: The Gathering, the World of Warcraft card game, HeroClix, uh, Attack Wing, whatever you want, whatever game I've played during the history of competitive gaming that I've been a part of, uh, any of them that have had the opportunity for a draw, I've hated it. I don't think that in competitive gaming there there is a place for it. Um, it'd be different if it was like like a Magic the Gathering type thing where uh, an average game takes about 25 to 30 minutes. That's not a, you know what I mean, a three-round average game takes about 25 to 30 minutes because the games just run so fast in modern magic. Um, but when you're talking about investing an hour into a situation where a game that has existed for almost a decade has been win-loss. There was no such thing as a draw. If it came to a draw, you rolled off. There was a win and a loss in every single game. There was never a draw. I don't wanna I don't want to play to a draw. I'd I'd rather me and my opponent step outside and rochambeau one good time and whoever whoever's still standing afterwards gets the win. I'm I'm not a fan of draws in, in any aspect. I don't like it in hockey. I don't like it in gaming at all. I don't like draws
0: yeah and then and, and i guess that kind of, like i said that kind of makes sense and that was when we jj and i kind of rehashed what we felt would be better than a draw right <laughs> you know and yeah. and, and there's going to be a lot of discussion in my opinion around that because if you think about it in competitive play i did not know draws were really a thing i mean everything's better how about this than a roll-off at the end where it's final salvo that was the stupidest thing and this is where my complaint came in. If you go through Adepticon and look at how many draws there were versus how many final salvos would have been, they dwarf them by like
3: 700%. That sounds that like a made-up statistic. It is definitely okay. made up.
4: Really I'm just... It's, it's, that
1: guy up here, yeah.
4: So, so Charles,
0: how many, how many final salvos were at
3: LVL uh one okay. that I was aware of and I can tell you that in my entire x-wing <sighs> career if that's the appropriate title for it I have had two total final yeah. salvos because the odds one. of exactly coming down to where I have killed the exact number of points on your list and you have killed the exact number of points on my list at a 200 point squad or even a 100-point squad for that matter. It was ridiculously hard to get there, unless it was like a mirror match. But yeah. in, in almost 10 years of playing X-Wing, I've had two. One was in a friendly game, and one was at at House Rules here in, in Kissimmee, where it literally came down to, I think it was like 147 to 147 we had duked yeah. it out as hard as we could, and it just was an errant, like, random, hey, this half points gave you enough to put it to final salvo. Outside of that, it's never been a thing. Every game has been win or loss. Whether it was one or two points, still
2: win-loss.
0: Crispy, how many final salvos have you had in your career?
2: Um, I had one, like, three months ago, and I think that was my first one. Okay. so uh, it, was, it was just at sci-fi. <clears throat>
0: So there you go. So so Charles when I say 700%, that's my point is to be ridiculously crazy with that number because I alone had two draws in the weekend, one each day. So I had one in the final, you know, in in the current tournament and one in the at the next day Sunday participation tournament or whatever. I don't know what the hell they want to call it.
3: The 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 rebound tournament.
0: There you go. Yeah. Um so just alone I had two I have literally had one final salvo in the two years I've been playing. now it's pandemic, right So it's a little different you know but games so, didn't go to time, but that's like come on you know
3: but so using like a like a pro sports mentality when it comes to this, when you have a like compare original like 1.0 2.0 x wing to the NBA, right where 97 to 105 is is not an uncommon score for that many points. Versus the NHL, where an average score is four to one or three to two, or like if it's some crazy, they might hit seven, but that's a runaway game when you're looking at hockey, right? When you take the point deficit down to where 20 points is the only thing that matters, you're going to statistically speaking have far more draws and far more opportunities than you do for a 200 point span. Because with 200 points, Crispy and I and J- all f- all five of us, or all four of us, could fly the exact same list of ships, and with the variance and upgrades, pre-2.5 or pre-3.0, whatever we're calling this, we could fly those mirrors, all four of us, and never have a final salvo because of the variance and how we spent our upgrades. Now, mm-hmm. if we all four flew the same list, there's a very high percentage because the upgrades don't matter. I don't score points based on upgrades. I score points based on your pilot. And the other thing is half of these scenarios and and I've not played a lot of scenario play. So JJ or crispy step in and correct me if I'm wrong here. Most of these scenarios don't have an opportunity for half points.
4: So like when you're sitting down to
3: a scenario and I'll speak as a 1.0 veteran, not having half points sucks. When you spend your entire game chasing down two B-Wings that you can't kill because, God, those things are tanky, and you get nothing for it, but they shoot into your YV666 that has just as much health, and they get half points because it's a large base ship versus a small Mm -hmm. base ship, that's a feel bad. So I think that if you really want to get rid of draws, half points needs to be a thing in every single one of the scenarios. Or we need a larger point variance than 20. Or do roll-offs. I, I don't care, but draws need to go.
1: If I'm not mistaken, in the top tables for Adepticon, they did do roll-offs, like roll for, uh, for first player. And whoever won that roll um, went on to the next round because there were a couple of ties in the top 30, uh, top 16 and top 8, if I'm not mistaken. Yep.
4: Yep. Um
2: see here's the thing and I know a buddy of mine uh so I'm gonna shout out to Cormac Higgins he tied Nathan ID in the top 16 and they told him you've got time to do one more round and then in the top four Nathan tied and they told him to roll off which I find really weird
1: oh wow yeah yeah you think that they would have had like especially coming from like the the to and the judges there like they would have had like a, a plan in place you know for when this would have eventually happened you know that way there's you know it would have been equal across the board like this type of scenario how they would have handled it um having that two separate like resolutions for like a draw especially in the top cut of a game that's that's something that should have been addressed way early on honestly
3: so on that note though and i'll just you know go for the second half of lvo right there was a scenario that came up that's a one-off scenario i've only ever seen it happen one time in the in the hyperspace like deployment style of game but there were two swarm lists against each other and at the end of rolling for placement for player one's ships player two went to start rolling for his placement and couldn't place any of his ships after rolling for eight different placements. And they had to call D over because, like, technically speaking, if none of your ships are on the board, the win-loss rules say, hey, hey, there's no ships on the board. You automatically lose. This was the final round of that tournament. So, like, do you automatically lose? And, you know, it's a one-off situation that we've never, as an X-Wing player group, We've never had to plan for, right? So I think that top 16 versus top four, maybe there's a difference or maybe they made that call for top 16 and then they went back and discussed it and went, you know what? We can't give an extra round because we called time. So that might've been a case where they made a judgment call and then in the group of judges, you know, under D or whatever the case may be, decided that that was not, in the best interest of the game and had to change it later on we i don't know i wasn't at adepticon i didn't get a chance yeah. to talk to anybody yep. but you know we never know what goes on especially now because we're in the wild west of x-wing again there's no official tournament rules there's no official stuff like that with amg involved right this is all community-led stuff and things like that so there's no way of knowing one way or the other
2: yeah don't and, i mean it's still fantastic <laughs> yeah i mean it's still fantastic that we're getting these events like honestly like shout out to dion and the whole gsp crew absolutely like that, like, uh, like i was satisfied like i was oversatisfied with the entire event honestly. absolutely yeah. it, w- it was yeah. incredible yeah.
0: so and i think i think i think the kind of as, as as we close this out so so obviously we were all to some extent right in an agreement that there's an issue um with draws and it probably needs to be addressed and You know, we went before with saying there like my opinion is you would have a second type of tiebreaker. Um, You know, uh, a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I would prefer to have a secondary tiebreaker based on the scenario. So, for example, chance encounter would be how many mission points you scored. Right. So if you go into the board the middle of the game, first game, you get the mission point and then you guys tie that's your tiebreaker you know and for one of the other ones you could say it's whoever scored more half points or whatever i mean none of them are set in stone obviously right um so that was an idea the other idea is to change your points of values um for that or change how the scoring works for objectives and i think all of those pieces fix draws to some extent But again, all of them will have to be tested. Um, so once we get through this uh, gauntlet series, the, the, some the, we're going to put together a document that we want to do some tests for um, just to look at to see what the data says. Um, because to me, that's, that's how we can help change AMG's mind, I guess. And, and maybe not change their mind, but offer them advice. And I will openly say again, if Greg's listening, I disagree with you 100%. I do not agree that AMG is not listening. They just may not listen the way we want them to.
3: I am going to side with Greg on that. I don't think that AMG is listening. I think they showed support with prize support, but I don't think they care about the data at the stand. I don't think they have the ability to. This was a community run event. They showed their support by getting old OP kit stuff out there. Um, And if I'm wrong, by all means, I will publicly apologize to AMG. But as of right now, they have had every opportunity. We are a full week, two weeks out of Adepticon. AMG posts every time they go live for their painting casts, for their Marvel casts. There have been posts about all of the releases for uh, the Shadow Collective, for uh, Legion. There have been all this communication There have not been one single mention of the winner of the first post-COVID tournament and the first person to get an invite into the current world's community. There's nothing. There's nothing. And and again, they could be waiting. They could be doing an interview. They could release a whole video where they have him on, and I'm wrong. And I will publicly apologize to AMG if I'm wrong on this. I will say that now. You could record it. You could mark it down. I will publicly apologize. But as of right now, they have disavowed all knowledge of, of Adepticon. There have been no mention of Adepticon of champions. There's no pictures. There's no nothing. So that's my my, my take. Yep. Because so when, whenever we had a, a world's winner or a uh, system open winner with FFG. There was a post of them holding the trophy. There was some mention of them. There was an interview with the world's champion. There was something to show acknowledgement that somebody spent time on their game. AMG did not do that yet. So we will see what happens, but I don't believe that they are listening. I don't think that it's a thing. So
0: Dion specifically did say they requested the data. Like he openly stated that that was requested what they do with it we don't know though but there was a request for data in some way shape or form hence why we saw those p those pads they also have been paying attention that they were in the chats when the 2.5 went live so if they were a hundred percent uninvolved they might be now now charles you could be right in the aspect that they don't give a, a a crap about competitive play you know that's that's a thing do you know did they announce anything for the legion or armada or mcp did any of those get announced
3: uh that i don't know off the
1: top of my head because i don't watch for those posts but go ahead jj go ahead i do watch for legion and armada um for legion and armada they just uh posted pictures of like the actual setup of like you know the tournament itself um, but to my knowledge, I didn't see any posts for any winners for Armada. Um, actually, actually, I didn't see any news for Armada at all, other than what they just released recently for their print and play expansion. Um, but Legion, they did show at least uh, photos of the setup um, and as well as MCP, um, but nothing about the winners of those um, those events on their on their site. So, Chris, okay. uh, just to to kind of call back to when two point five
3: was on the horizon. When we didn't know the points change was going to happen, we just knew that things were changing about the game we loved. And you said one thing, and I think that it holds true even now something is better than nothing. When they weren't communicating with the X Wing community at all, we were, everybody was up in arms about how terrible this was, how they're not listening, however. Then they went and they did their interview with Fly Better. They started to show that communication. We were at least getting something. Even if it was on a Facebook page, we were getting something or they were mentioning it in PaintCast. We were getting some sort of communication and it seems that that has closed off again. And that's my take. That's my take. I am not saying that this is the official stance of, of planning phase. This is This is me. My take is that the communication has either bottlenecked or just stopped altogether.
1: I think that's fair. Yeah, I agree with you there.
0: All right, well, do you want to look at the numbers then?
1: Yeah, (laughs) let's do it. I want to do it because I think that- Absolutely, I'm not not
3: against data. I'm just saying, I wish they would communicate something like, hey guys, we're looking at the data to see how it worked out since this was the first major.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely interested. So, in like,
3: I'll, I'll put it out. I'll put it like this: If you applied for a job and you heard nothing for two weeks, not a hey, thanks for applying, not hey, we got your application, like none of that. It just went dry for two weeks. You would forget you applied for that job. If you never heard anything about it, it wouldn't bother you because you would have forgot that you applied for it. But when a company says, hey, we've looked at your resume, we'd like you to come in. Hey, we're it's going to take some extra time because our HR department is short staffed. right? There's some sort of communication. That's all I'm that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I need a full write up on Adepticon, but some acknowledgement of, hey, the tournament that you guys ran with our backing because we sent you. We sent you OP and we acknowledged that this was going to be the first world's event. We're taking an opportunity to look at the data and we will update you as soon as we have definitive information on how the game played out. This so, is the first major tournament with the new rules. Give me something.
0: Alright, all right. So, so while I say all those feelings and things are like that are fair, where I would go back to also what I've pointed out is that they have very poor um I don't know if I want to call it marketing skills but essentially they have an inability to relate to the public. Um But they at least are communicating with us. So I guess if we go another five months and we don't see any communication, I mean they did announce the next world's qualifier. um, If anybody wants to go to Europe, so I don't know, Crispy, are you gonna go to Europe (laughs) (laughs) in a world qualifier? I, I probably won't. But
1: it sounds fun. I mean, my wife has always wanted to go to Europe, and I'd be like, Yeah, sure. This is your chance. I'll you know just leave you with the kid, and I'll go play X Wing. (laughs) Well.
0: So if anybody wants to bankroll Plenty Faye Syndicate and Crispy to go to uh, the UK to play in an X Wing tournament, we're all on board. I bet we could okay. get tickets right now for about seven hundred dollars, eight hundred bucks round trip to the, to Great Britain. <laughs> we just got
1: to get them now. It won't be snowing there either, hopefully. Yeah.
0: It's fucking Great Britain, who knows what the weather's gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's let's look at a little bit at, at some of the data, um, and, and I didn't pull a lot of it together. And so I'm gonna we're gonna talk about the data, and then I want to talk about how we actually can understand some of the statistics behind some of the data, right? So I only pulled a few figures. The first figure, and I guess if if anybody can't see this, let me know. Um, I think I can make it bigger. Oh, I can make it bigger. All right. So essentially, what we are looking at is I took each of the scenarios and this is stuff from the did, and I did average churns and average points per turn, the average total, uh, for the winners and the average for the losers, or should I say second winners? We'll just say second winners. Um, and then I also did, um, I went by each round and I put the total number of players that played or total number of games played. So I think that's important to look at first because when we talk about statistics, we have to talk about are the statistics we're looking at accurate? Are they even, do we have a good sample sizing? Do we have anything that we can genuinely understand and put together? Because, you know, for example, it's not fair when we have 10 scum lists to say that zero may cut for scum, but we have 50 Republic lists and, Twenty three percent of them may cut, right? Like that's that's not an equal representation between the two factions. I mean, if Charles had been there, it would have been eleven. We would have had one (laughs) cut at least. So (laughs) you're not wrong. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know. So I think I think let's look at the data a little bit, and then let's talk about actual statistics. And yes, I brought websites that will bore people. I don't know what any. I don't know, crispy. What's your major that you're going for right now? Um uh, mechanical engineering
3: okay so <laughs> oh <all laughs> Numbers, right, well, yay
0: yeah so this might be up your field hey damn it jj you picked a really good guest to have on then <laughs> how, <laughs> how far along are you in your in your in your degree uh you i'm gonna graduate
2: fall 2023 so okay i've got so a- have
0: you taken statistic classes then
2: uh f- It's really funny because I have, I'm currently in a statistics class.
0: Oh my God. Okay, great. So (laughs) I think we found that because, okay, so this backstory is I wanted to run like an R formula and kind of look at the T variable and do like a T test and nobody else, like, like I haven't done it. Let's be honest. In 38 in 15 (laughs) years, it's been about 15 years. So, um, Maybe not quite that long. Maybe, maybe only 12 years. I think a 12 years out of college. But still, I haven't had to actually do that because my current job doesn't use that type of statistics because I don't work in genuine engineering, right? Like yeah. I I'm a business analyst. So okay. we don't have to get that detail. <laughs> like you, you don't do that. Um, but anyway, so maybe, maybe, maybe you could do your God, that would be that's what you should do for your your um your final for your statistics class, see if they'll let you analyze X Wing statistics. That sounds horribly nerdy. Um.
4: (laughs) (laughs) When I was
3: doing doing architectural (laughs) engineering, um, our final capstone project was to do a full set of diagrams, but they didn't specify on what. So as a joke, I did a full working set for a house, uh, but I also did a full working set of electrical diagrams for the wiring for a lightsaber. Oh, uh, and sweet. I turned yeah. that in, and my uh, my professor loved it so much that they took that as my capstone project.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it was super cool.
0: Yeah, that damn Charles. Well, why are you not creating the <laughs> Sabres? Damn it. I need my my
3: custom lightsaber. So to be fair, the full wiring diagram relied on this thing called a Kyber crystal that does not natively exist on our planet. So, I mean,
1: if you you
3: can find one, I think I'm, I'd probably be able to hammer the rest of it out. Just say They sell them at Galaxy's Edge, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've got a little white one right here somewhere.
0: (laughs) All right. So the first thing that we, I pulled together is the, number of games played per round so the first round was 94 second round was 93 then it went down to 89 81 77 and 72 so even in round six we had a hundred and what's 70 144 players playing in the tournament still um and that part of that i will give credit to dion and the, the team for the way that uh, they did pricing, um yes. I, I, we were heavily encouraged to, to play. I mean, look, crispy even went on to play, even though in game four, he got knocked out of cut too. So. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I had a blast. I mean, that once I got my second losses, like, you know, just play to, to play, right. You know, you came all this way to get some, some X-Wing in and, you know, I had a blast playing, you know, the rest of the day. Um, like getting all those other matches. Unfortunately, I, I didn't do very well um, this time around, but um, just the, the community in general, just like speaking with everybody and just having a ton of fun at the lower tables and just joking around, it was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, even with uh, being knocked out, I just, you know, I was there. I was uh, playing in First Order as well, so pretty underrepresented when compared to uh, some of the other factions out there. So I was still in the running for uh, prizes, so I just kept going with it.
0: Yeah, and two weeks ago we went through all the prizes that we that I got. I mean, just the amount of tickets for being there for four days
3: was just insane. Just like also, yeah. by the way, just real quick, Chris, I appreciate you, sir.
0: Oh, yeah, no problem, man. I don't I don't
3: know if it came from you or if it who spent their tickets on it, but that that spot gloss curry is that that's yep. a thing of beauty i'm gonna oh. table that as soon as she's black box legal
0: i'll just say is you're you have one goal you don't have to ever pay me back you don't have to like do anything except for make cut with that spot class that's
3: all i care as soon yep. a, um, as soon as they release a star viper i am officially switching to star viper meta i will have one in every list i fly
0: all right And gurry specifically yeah.
3: oh it's a gorgeous thing now, oh. just so you know I got one too, Charles. So that's fine. I don't
4: know. Yeah. After I, got after one. I bought I yours, I was like, oh, everybody this is really else cool. gets one. This I this is don't
3: is really care. Cool. I don't need I like to be it. by myself. What does Crispy have one too? Is he gonna pull one out just to, to flex yeah. as
4: well? <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Tell me scorched, by the way. I want to see the Scorch that you got for for top Yeah. 30,
3: Nerd flexing uh, on the stream. What what?
2: I've got so so many cards in here. Let me find them. I, got...
3: I still have my uh, Pride of Mandalore stuff sitting out that I've still not put in my case yet, just because I've been lazy and haven't organized anything. Yeah, same here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, we got, we JJ, I think
0: you have my B-wing
1: scourge card Ooh. right there. Yeah. Oh, well, nice. JJ, are you? The still it? Well, I guess yeah. I know what I'm playing for the beater tournament, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So anyway, so those that's that's just, the only reason I wanted to post those is because that's just kind of the beginning of it. The, the next number that we kind of look at is your average, um, your average turns and what the average point different difference was. Right. So for every scenario, the average points was between eight, and nine difference between winner and loser. So that's a pretty high That's a pretty high score cap, you know? Um, And then the average number of turns was between four and six. So scramble the transmission had the lowest amount of um, turns and chance had the highest.
1: Yeah. I think that's um, the reason why chance engagement is the outlier is the, is the half points, right? Because if you take a look at the other three scenarios, on a final turn, you could possibly kill a ship, uh, which in you know, when you're looking at the average cost of these ships, that's four or five points, and then you add on the scenario points that you gain uh, from that, that particular round. So that that kind of makes sense for that average um, for the other three scenarios versus um, chance engagement. So, yeah. yeah.
0: What I think is even more interesting is if you look at the middle graph, the middle one so- shows you what the average win points of the winner versus the loser was um in chance engagement they never hit 20 points
1: that seems
0: that's that seems pretty high right
1: yeah that does seem really high actually
0: yeah and yep like wookie said technically you don't have as much setup it's just obstacles and one effing object that's it one one objective (laughs) that sits in the middle of the table it's just your it's just your object and you know how to fly this because anybody that's played 2.0 has flown this i mean like i don't think very many people went after that center object uh or objective until towards the end of the game i will say towards the end of the game they did but at the beginning it was not a thing like you didn't oh i'm gonna go sit in the middle and hope that you know i get this point i will tell you with droids i i play that center objective Uh, more often for chance engagement but i don't very rarely make so much of a difference
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean they they die (laughs) i mean it's also range two is a huge bubble like for you know like you guys can have ships on different side of the bubble and you're not even going to be able to shoot each other so generally um for most uh games that i've played of chance encounter it's just you know each opponent just on the first turn just puts like one of their ships all the way just like just to the very edge of the range two bubble and then just does like a four straight and that just catches it barely within range two so you just you know deny the point or at least force your opponent to uh come contest you and then you just don't have to worry about it
4: yeah
0: um now when we look at the average point difference between wins and losses it's you know, it's that nine points, and and I'm I'm gonna say like to me that's a very telling statistic, and this is where I have a little bit harder of a time not wanting some changes, right? Because, and, and maybe you could I, I you all could correct me if I'm wrong, but if we go back to two point were people winning by fifty percent or more all the time in in tournaments? So were you killing 200 points or close to 200 and your opponent only getting 100 points or were the games closer? That's a question um, for anybody.
3: In 2.0, I often found that, I mean, to be fair, this is going to not answer your question with an answer for your question. Um, more often than not, they were closer games. Um, very rarely, unless I was at the back end of a like a six round tournament and hadn't slept in two days or something. Very rarely was it ever a complete blowout. You know, I've had zero to yeah. 200 games or, you know, vice versa, but more often than not, it was points scored for, for uh, you know what I mean? It was points scored for yeah. both sides that kept it close, but...
1: Yeah, I think, um, especially with the last the last wave of 2.0, um, you, you know, if you were to grade all the games that were played, at least from what I observed between the galaxies tournaments in person tournaments and stuff you know that bell curve where you can kind of grade like you know how many games kind of fit into that center of that bell i think that um two point the the final days of 2.0 actually had a very even distribution more towards the center where the games were a lot closer i mean you weren't seeing too many blowouts like 200 zero that was actually like a rare um but I think the games were were pretty much within, like I would say, like a uh, I, I I would guess at about a thirty point differential, like the difference of like a ship, um, or like a, a ship and a half. Usually, that would be like the the range that I would I can say from everything that I've noticed from like the the final list of two Okay.
4: Yeah.
2: Crispy? Um. Yeah. So I think just from my experience is that it it differs greatly based on the type of list that i'm flying so i flew vader defender and death rain for a long time and that's a two ship list that is very difficult to give up points so i'm giving up maybe half death rain or death rain um so i'm only giving up like 38 points on a on a complete blowout and then it's like all right if i lose then it's basically just all the way over i'm giving up 200 easily and with two ships i'm probably not killing quickly um but if i'm playing you know like four or five ship lists then it's gonna be a lot closer generally generally around 50 was where um the difference was for most of my games um just because of you know you know you're fighting back and forth and it's like man this ship surviving uh you know if i got the kill there then that would have brought me just a little bit closer and then from there I could have killed this other ship so
4: yeah um,
3: and I agree it's it's like if you look at Phil GC when he ran his 110 point Gurry Fen you know where he <laughs> ran Fat Gurry <laughs> with like every upgrade on her and then just that. Fearless Fen as the side note like it was either he completely won or he completely lost when you have two ships and they're fragile ships like that there's there's no there's yep. no in between. But if you run a droid swarm, like when we were looking at uh the height of COVID when they did um uh what was it the Nantex versus Nantex? Very rarely <laughs> yeah. was that ever a blowout, like it was within within one ship or within a half ship of each other, and the same when everybody was running droid swarms, when it became like swarm list, you never saw that big of a point separation. Yeah.
0: All right, so why don't we look at Greg's data here real quick? Uh, let me transition back to that.
3: Crispy, uh, Nickel City says that you are uh, looking like a uh, a relatively uh, golden knight, if 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 he does say <laughs> so himself.
4: <laughs>
0: I, I don't know why, what that thank means. You. He goes to the University
3: people? of Central Florida. That's the the Knights there. That's, that's, oh, the, uh, I was there. thinking, that's like, got
0: peed on or something like that. Because oh, so... oh. I was like, you look pretty dry to me, but all right, whatever. Oh, Maybe well, you and Greg had some weird inside
3: show. Oh. <laughs> oh.
4: <laughs>
3: all right. Of all the things I didn't think we were going to talk about on the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: All right, okay. I just derailed the whole show. Didn't I? <laughs> that
3: was yeah, great. It was. It was that was fantastic. Awesome. So I'm all for it.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Tangent Tanner. That's that's me. So, all right. So here is Greg's data, and and so Greg has oops. Uh, Greg has been collecting data for all the games on his stream. So there's he's collecting, um, essentially. The game, the number of rounds, the scenario, the points. um, And he's also doing it uh, versus the objectives versus the um, actual kills on the ship. And I think that's like I think that's the bigger telling piece here is that that's a piece nobody's collecting really um, at all. So Greg has a million pieces of data in here. So. So here's the first one. If you look at this one, this one kind of goes up to, and it gives you the percentage of the rounds reached. So the majority of his games are going to five rounds. Um, They're looking at 12 objective points versus 9.6 or or 10. And the other side of it is about 10 and four, right? So it's an average of 21.9 versus 14.2. So the spread is a lot less for that. So the question, the first question is, is does that mean online play allows for either more potential to score points or does it lend itself to the fact that um, it's more of the, the type of ships that you can run, which would be, which would make a kind of a variable difference, right? Like, so I, I get, Because you can run gauntlets, you can run all these other things you couldn't run at Adepticon.
3: I also think that online play allows for a quicker setup.
1: Yes. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to say. The other thing I was going to say is that moving um, the pace of the game in person is a lot slower than if you're playing on tts because you got to take into account all the physical movement that you got to check especially when you get into the scrum where everything is bumping and touching in the center and you're trying so hard not to move that objective piece on um, that's on the board and you end up bumping it and trying to move it that takes so much time and then on top of that just those edge cases where you bump a ship that's the difference in, in a centimeter of you being within range one of an objective to take yep. it with the scramble and being outside of it. So there's a little bit of those tiny little inaccuracies that count um, in real life versus on TTS where you never have that problem and everything's just a click away. So I think there, there is that discrepancy there.
4: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Plus you can generally make decisions a bit better because you can just, you know, move your camera around or it's like, Oh man, do I, think I'm gonna be able to clear this straight maneuver. You just maneuver your camera directly and you figure that out. It's hard to do that on a board um in person where it's your ship in the far corner and you can't see it properly. I think the only, person, judge, like, the only oh, person the only person that has
3: the advantage on that is Duncan Howard and that's just because he is like seven feet and a half tall. So like <laughs> he can just
2: bird's eye the table like he's on CTS <laughs> by himself. <laughs> see I like I like I'm pretty tall. Like I generally have a decent advantage leaning over the table but i just love on uh tabletop being able to just look at you know just line the camera up and just say okay i know for a fact i have this and then i can just dial it in and go yep
0: yeah see that's where i found table play has been easier to some extent maneuverability wise than on tts i guess the only difference is i can't use my thumb like on, on tts <laughs> at least i have my thumb like, so when I get really serious, like, I'll be in here. Like, my daughter came down one time during the GSP tournament. She's going, Dad, why are you, like, fingering the screen? What are you, like, putting your fingerprints <laughs> on the screen for? I didn't mean it like that. Why are you putting your fingerprints on the screen? <clears> throat> and, throat> and, the um, you know, so it's just a little different. Like, I don't usually do that, but, you know, like, I had a couple of games on GSP where, like, it came down to, you know, do you want to make cut or not, you know? <laughs> it's like, sorry, right, I got to guess. I got to be a lot better at guessing. So in person, I find things so much easier to guess. Um, I don't like that all the obstacles move all the time, but you no. Know. If we well, can figure so, out so to get
3: Flipster to fix that,
0: obstacles, it'd be well, great. Something
3: that I did in 1.0 and even tabletop play for 2.0, um, there's a stuff that like elementary school teachers use that's like a, almost like a tacky substance that comes in like a little wad and you can just break off a piece of it and stick it on the back of the objective. Or in this case, I would put a couple of them on the back of obstacles. And then when you stick them to the table, they don't... I mean, they, there's still some give because it's a felt-covered piece of neoprene, but it doesn't move because it's physically adhesed and it's something that doesn't leave residue or anything like that.
1: I was about to um, ask you Because I, I, I definitely want to get that because I felt... Um, by like the second round, I was really done with the objectives, like just nudging constantly. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely out to get that. Yeah.
0: All right. So then here's kind of his breakdown a little bit with the different, um, the different factions, uh, If you look at the averages, Rebel has the most games. uh, Surprisingly enough, while the fucking introductory B simulator. Wait, wait a
3: minute. You mean you mean in (laughs) scenarios where there's no half points, the beefiest small base ships are doing the best? Mm -hmm. Yeah, surprising. I know.
0: (laughs) They have a higher win rate too. Anyway, but
3: (laughs) just give me TLTs back and let's make it 1.0 again. (laughs) Can we just give me TLTs back?
0: (laughs) No. No, you can't have them back though though i heard about where you tell who was telling me about the stupid y-wing tlt yeah yeah before running
3: a uh, hundred points you could fit four scum y-wings with tlt's on it yep. and just run the board because tlt's were a turret so you had a 360 degree arc as long as they weren't at range one just wreck shot two damage around each ship shot two damage around that was eight damage around you decimate everything
4: gotcha
0: um so obviously rebel had the most games resistance has the least amount of games played um cis uh is kind of in the middle there it looks like imperial is less imperial though had the highest rep one of uh, the third highest representation at all at adepticon um out of everything else so i'm actually like with these numbers i'm a little surprised to see you know them down lower uh because of that but and I guess it is what it is. And then, obviously, Republic is high. And uh, ironically enough, Scum is extremely high. They have a shit win rate, but they, they they are very represented on Greg's stream. Everybody that watches Greg or plays on Greg's stream just must love Scum.
3: <laughs> uh, it's because Greg calls us all cowards, so we just do it to,
1: to screw with him. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now, one of the pieces of the data here that I don't think it's on here, but Greg had mentioned um, in one of his newer streams was that um, he found that if you actually lead on on points by turn three, you have a 93% chance of uh, winning the game, which is crazy. A crazy piece of data. So
0: what if you lead?
1: Yeah.
3: If you have more points by the end of turn three than your opponent, you have a 93% win rate. Yeah.
1: Wow. All right, that's awful. Yeah, I know. There's there's hardly any comebacks in two point yeah. five.
2: And my favorite part of 2.0 was the end games where it's like, oh man, it's 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 my one ship versus my opponent's two. Can, yeah. can you know weave around? And I like that cannot happen anymore. Like that cannot happen with I know. points and with scenarios, and it is killing me. Then that's, that's
3: also a good point, though, that, that Greg made in the chat. If you think about it, round three in a game that's going to five rounds, six rounds, maybe, round three is 50 to 60% of the way through the game.
1: Yeah, but if you look at, like, 2.0, right, there, there's been so many times, especially when you look at, like, uh, the two shipless, like, uh, like Kylo, Supernatural Kylo and, and Von Rake, um, or, like, the double fire spray list, you know, you have that one ship that that still refuses to give up and they they climb their way back to to like take on the opponents to make it a very close game and sometimes even win it you know those those were really entertaining games because you know you're you're on your seat you know as a as a viewer as a observer of that particular game it's interesting to see you know like the the rally that that player can do and trying to come back and try to win that game whether or not they actually do it you know it sure but it's it's that that feeling that that um that expectation that you know you're you're entertained you're you're grasped by that particular game because you're like wondering if that person is going to be able to make up that difference or not um and that happened a lot more often i I would say in 2.0 than currently how we have now i mean that's that's you know the the flip side is seven percent of the games is where the person who was down by turn three all of a sudden manages to rally and win the game at the end you
3: know and I will say that the two times that I have flown in the scenario rules, one against John and one against you, JJ, with that, that three ship beef list that I have. Yeah. I think I've defied the odds because mathematically you guys should have that. Oh, yeah. Just taking, <laughs> taking objectives. But when my ships starts swatting ships off the grid, off the grid. Like the game changes very quickly when all of a sudden you went from four objectives held per round to one objective held per round and I just scored 12 points by killing three ships. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. And if I think agree. that's, yeah, sorry. Were you- no, no, go ahead.
3: Go ahead. You're go good. Ahead. You're
2: good. Yep. Uh, I'm saying that's kind of like, I think where a lot of the meta is, I think going to be pointing because with the new um, crest and the gauntlet coming out, those are two very difficult ships to kill in five turns. Like, mm-hmm. I have been flying... Uh, like, there's a Scumless that I've been flying a lot uh, online, and now that I've got the ships, uh, I've been flying it in person. Uh, incredibly difficult to kill. I think I've lost one game out of nine. Um, and that just came down to, I think, like like it was salvage or something. Because, like, the gauntlet uh, can't hold on to crates 12. Uh, he's stopping every turn. Um and so a lot of where my list building is at right now is, okay, I'm going to make the most difficult ships to kill and force you to win off of entirely objectives. And all I need to do is kill one and hold even on objectives. Yep, that's yeah. it. And I will tell you right now, and I'll go on record as saying,
3: my favorite gauntlet pilot is not Maul. My favorite <laughs> gauntlet pilot is Rookcast because with a focus and a strain, I'm rolling a full string every
2: time.
1: Yeah, that's really good.
2: Yep, um, it's even better if you take IG eighty-eight and Lando, and then you have two oh. rerolls. So I ran. So the list that I have been running is mm-hmm.
3: is Rook, Lando, Bosk, okay. Bosk with with Zam Wessel running Rook with either Savage Oppress or um, I actually I run. Um, Ahsoka, because she's one point cheaper than the other force users. So I just have that backup force. Uh, and then running Lando is as lean as I can get. I've been running Bossk with Zam and Greedo so that I'm punching crits in every chance that I get. And it's just, it's oppressive. The amount of damage that you have to do to kill any one of those three ships. I yeah, think the closest yeah. I've seen was JJ was one point away from dropping Rook off the board and I still had two almost full health big base ships near the end of our game. Yeah. It's, it's oppressive to have that much beef on the board and just ramshackling through stuff because, yep. again, rook at range 2-3, I'm rolling three hits every time. Every time I'm rolling three hits. Good luck. I, I love your green dice. Go for it. Let's see what you can do. On a long enough timeline, I will eventually start getting damage through, and on three and four health ships,
2: if yep. I take three big swats at it, it's coming off the board. Yep. Um, like, I, like, I think Rook is the best Gauntlet pilot. Um, Agreed. With oh, throw overtuned on Donner, dude. Have fun with that.
3: Let's get oh, three God. strains and then just do red maneuvers so that we don't ever lose those strains. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so one thing that I have been uh, trying out because uh, I've just been trying to have fun with the Gauntlet is I'm trying to figure out how many stress tokens I can put on that thing um java contraband on mall. you get the whole nine yards uh mm. i've been playing on hexile trying to see how many i can get my record is 17
1: <laughs> damn
2: 17 stress tokens
0: i don't even own 17 stress tokens I, don't think.
3: <laughs> I did before i cleaned out all the cardboard that i had from 1.0 and 2.0 now i just have acrylic so no i don't have 17 stress I just have to keep a D20 next to the stress token as I move around. Yeah.
1: Duos with Gina. Oh my God. Imagine. <laughs> now, To
3: be fair, to be fair, I have had, no. I think, it, is it payload That's the Hawk that steals focuses. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a, like I've had double digit focus tokens on a Hawk before. But I've, I've never double-digit never double or like I've never had double-digit okay. stresses. But now,
2: theoretically, the maximum you can get is twenty-seven. You just have to be horribly action inefficient.
3: <laughs> Fair. Cool.
2: Like you have to use your red coordinate to coordinate someone's red coordinate using Gleb to then pass both stress tokens over to you. So you spend one action to gain two stress tokens.
3: That's great. I, I would do that just for the fun of it.
2: <laughs> Honestly, if you've got the spare action, like it's small, you got plenty of tokens. You're fine. That's like, like when uh when Marcel ran the the um the
3: jump masters all with static discharge veins, and he would just pass oh, yeah, the that's right. down the down the chain until it got close enough to an enemy ship and then throw it off the enemy ship. Like that was just It never works. It'll never work in a tournament, but to sit down with it is just fun. (laughs) Love it.
0: All right. So anything. So we talked about where the dad is at, what, where does that lead us? Right? So we have a few minutes left. I actually have one other thing I want to do with crispy uh, before he leaves and hopes to get him to come back out and play on our stream in the next week or two. But before we do that, where does the data lead us right you know like so we've talked about where the data is at what are we going to do about it what do we want to do about so whether amg listens or not is inconsequential right because at some point if they if if we have run events so such as dion right running these type of events creating his own rules to some extent he listens we all know dion listens to some for the most part. I mean, Dion has never been dismissive of the community that I know no. of, at Agreed. least since no. I've been a part of this. Mm-hmm. And I've always, its again, one of those things is they talk about, you know, legacy of the game, and if they don't want to do all these big tournament type things, and Dion does become a premier tournament um, organizer, how do we get him, or how do we talk through some of the data, right? How do we, what what recommendations? So, Now that we've looked at some of the data and I I will tell you that we are going to run some sort of a T test and we are going to look at that. I guess I won't bore you with my articles tonight. I actually have articles that I wanted to share with you um, that I think most people would find boring, but um, we won't do that tonight. I will save those articles specifically for when we have run our run our tests. Um, But think about it. What, where, where do we want to go with, some of the changes like if we were running the show ourselves if it was us in charge as a community versus amg which is a 100 percent a possibility if dion owns all the tournament organization um for the near future what do we want it to be where do we see what do we want to collect What, what what changes or things do we want to see different who wants to go first
1: well i i will go first so um honestly the the ties obviously that's something that has to be addressed now one of the things that um, that obviously was a big deal, um, like one of the reasons why they wanted to use a graduated cut is because of the time that they had at Adepticon, um, the tournament uh, or the Adepticon organizers did let GSP know that they had until four p.m. essentially to finish off the final round, and then um, they were basically already packing everything up when the final round was going on. So, for that reason, they couldn't really go into like a top thirty-two, but even so, if they didn't want to do a a top 32 and i know it's asking a lot of the players especially the ones who have been there all day playing games i mean we got there what eight in the morning to register and by the time we're done with the with the with all the games we were out by like 11 p.m honestly you do a top 32 the same day of swiss right you do your six rounds you figure out who the top 32 uh, players are and you play that top thirty-two game there and then you know whoever moves on for there you could still do top 16 eight and four and then final round oh. on day two and you can eliminate that that you know give more players the opportunity to make it to that top cut and and you know provided that the tournament organizers does have the surprise support for that top uh 32 cut but at least give people more of a chance to try to make the the final table at that point uh beyond that um this although i do understand a lot of what a lot of people have said in the community in terms of like the amount of data that we received that this is just one tournament that it's still too early to make any changes i still say that what we have now is something that we definitely need to in terms of data we definitely need to move forward to adjust the scenario at points and the objectives to make them a little more uh, a little more balanced, a little more granulated. So that way if there's any adjustments for any pilots that need to go down in points or increase in points, that there's that, that flexibility to, um, to change the points, so that way we don't see the same meta um, for for all, across the board between all the different factions. Because we're always gonna see Contrail, we're always gonna see uh, uh, Derek Livian, we're always gonna see those two point ships because they're just nice filler and they're always gonna be in those lists because they fill out the list easily and they're just objective takers. Whereas if you can switch them up and add either more options or restrict them to just three point ships, you know that it it changes what kind of list will come up in tournaments overall.
4: All
0: right.
3: Everything is balanced when everything is broken.
2: That's true. Yeah, that's a fair motto.
3: (laughs) Crispy,
0: what's your take?
2: Yeah. Um, So basically, I I had a couple ideas, and JJ, I think, rattled them off one by one. Uh, I'll (laughs) just add on to a little bit of what he said there. Um, So this is a Adepticon was the first world qualifier. Like, I I know people who came across the Atlantic to play here. And the fact that the cut was made as small as physically possible is a little upsetting. People traveled far and wide to come here, and you made it as hard as you could to give people a chance. And maybe that's just part of the competitiveness. Um but i think just a top 32 would have uh been sufficient um and you know because that was yeah out you know ruled in the documents for a tournament of that size to have a top 32 cut unless you go to the graduated cut Um, a lot of people talk about ties um i think ties either need to be eliminated in uh swiss play um just the same ruling as they did in the cut, roll off, fine. One of you goes on, one of you doesn't. Um, Or I think you make sure that your Swiss system is working properly. Because let's just say, like the the whole reason why people are talking about the graduated cut being better is because it prevents all of the 4 and one matches from just tying up. But before the end of the round, they always post pairings. So you will know where you stand. If you are in like the bottom, like two thirds of four and one and you draw, you will not make because you're already uh, determined by strength of schedule. So if you're the last four and one and you tie, you're going to be beat by every single four and one ahead of you unless, you know, there's some random flux, like huge, massive flux in your strength of schedule. So, it is in your best interest if you're in the bottom section of four and one to play. Now, if you're in the top section of four and one, like you're the best uh, strength schedule of a four and one, like you want to tie because that's an easy in. But if your Swiss system is working, you should be matched up against an opponent that is far from uh, the same rank as you. Like the top four and one shouldn't be playing the second top four and one. So, you're more likely to go up against an opponent that doesn't want to tie. So I think uh, just specifically looking at Adepticon, um, had they extended to a, uh, four, uh, a top 32 cut, they would have let in 13 uh, four-win players. Um, when I think there were, I think, like 30 or so uh, players with four wins at the end of the event. So out of those, you know, 30 players, had they all just decided to tie... 17 of them would have made the wrong decision and at the end of the day like when a majority of your players are making the wrong decision like uh, it's like when you're relying like that's just statistically uh improbable that a majority of your players are going to make a blatantly wrong decision because if you're in that bottom half you want to play to get in to guarantee it otherwise you're relying on your poor strength of schedule to you know push you up so i think Like ties don't like, I I think it would be just easiest if ties were eliminated. Yeah. But even if they aren't, there are still plenty of arguments just based off of the statistics of, you know, a Swiss system and, and the rankings that we currently have, um, and the tiebreakers where drawing at four and one is more likely than not, not in your best interest.
0: Fair enough. Charles.
1: Do we lose, Charles?
3: What what do I need to say that hasn't already been said?
1: I'm here. (laughs) You'd like to talk to us about your car's extended warranty. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: So just just one more thing that I wanted to add. Um, So I know we have statistics about, you know, the games. I would like to see um, and, like, Like I might have some free time to just go through this. Um, I'd like to see the statistics of specific pilots because I know uh, JJ talked about all the two-point ships and the uh, you know, there are certain ships that are basically must-pick. If you look back at 2.0 for specific pilots like outside of the abnormalities that were spam techs or quad phantoms, have we ever seen a pick rate for a certain pilot at any level that we see contrail hobby blount being taken because i think for the cut i think contrail was in every single republic list i don't think we've ever seen that ever yeah like it is like there are some crazy list building anomalies that we have right now just because of the current uh list building setup and the that 2.2 and 3 point ships are absolutely dominating just because they're so underpriced compared to everything else. Like, Barris is three points, and the cheapest torrent is four. Yeah. Like, like make it make sense.
0: Oh, yeah. And we we had talked about, um, I don't remember if we talked about this on stream or if I just talked about it in person. I don't remember anymore. But, like, to me, one of the big changes that they could make is let's get rid of named two-point pilots, and let's keep the zero loadout. So, like, in Separatist, you can have Trade Federation Jones at two points, right? Um, so they're an anomaly. But let's go to a three-point torrent, right? And give it zero loadout points. Or give me a V-Wing that's not an I-5 <laughs> that can't carry, you know, like, I guess let them have Besh, whatever. I don't care. That's Besh isn't that groundbreaking on two dice. But... Let's, let's go to a zero loadout or a very, like, a one- or a two-point loadout and give a, give one pip to a two-point shift. So, one of the things we did figure out when we were looking at all of this, uh, Crispy, was is if you go through every one of the two-point pilots is something you can get in a black box in standalone. So, the reason Torrents can't be two-points is because they don't fucking sell them by themselves. What? Like, Otherwise, I would own a bunch of torrents because I used oh, to fly sense. torrents all the time. Yeah, um, I'm happy now because like I would never fly a. Like, I there's two torrents I would fly out of that whole effing group. But okay, anyway, so so that's the first premise that they use that they didn't tell anybody. But if you go and look at every pilot, it's a standalone ship, and it is something um, that that you know you can buy without having to buy a pack. The second thing, if you go and look at All the standalone ships, they usually have two generics in them. You could make one of those generics one pip and make it two points minus separatists leave separatists alone. But you could do that like in scum. You could you could go back into scum. I could take an M3A and I could now make a two-point M3A. And it's just not gonna be a name pilot. Don't let it be a name pilot. Make it they have two non-name pilots and make one of those the two points and give it that. Same with like an A-Wing. I could take an A-Wing. It's not freaking Derek, even though Derek doesn't do much, but he's an I-3. But there's an <laughs> I-1 and an I-3, and you can make the I-1 two points and just pivot. And you solve some of, the, some of that issue because you're still going to see what you see. So everybody's going to need that ship filler, but it's less appetizing. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have taken Contrail if he was in an I-1 V-Wing in my list. I would have upped one of my other ships to a better ship. I would have taken Panamé instead of Danae. That's exactly what I would have done and just cut Chantrail right out because I don't care about an I-1 two-point ship unless I'm running Separatists. Really, you know?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I think the, the reason that we see such a big push on the two-point ships is, is not for their pilot abilities it's for the fact that if I don't put it in there, it's a guaranteed two points, or if I put it in there, I can let it hang back or I can keep it off the side and make them work for those two points. I've yep. built so many lists. Like, my my three-point list that I flew that's the, uh, the Gauntlet, the Falcon, and the YV666, that's 19 points. I give up a point at the start of every game that I play, and every game that I've played using that list, I've still won. So one point isn't huge two points on the other hand can make can make the difference, especially giving someone a two point lead at the beginning of the game when you're only going five or six rounds so Fair I don't know, but I don't like the fact that I don't have a two point m three a that I can swarm like i agree other other than z95s and mining guild tie fighters there's nothing there's nothing I can swarm and scum. You're getting big base ships. You're getting medium base ships. I'm yep. building beef period. End of story. I'm going to make you work for every one of those 10 points you get.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So we have one last thing that I wanted to do and we haven't done this in a while.
3: We random used dancing? To do, huh? I said random dancing. Um,
0: no, well, well, we haven't had in a while is a JJ wearing a Giants hat. That's what we haven't had
1: in a while. Yeah, I have no that I have look, no look, idea. He's wearing a
3: Yankees shirt. Can we just not bring up sports <laughs> right now? Because like God. Uh, anyway, fair enough.
0: <laughs> um, so we haven't done a construct the Death Star in like I don't know like five months, and so Crispy has never done one with us. That's and this great. is kind of a dick move to do because I never told them that we we're going to do this. But the idea is, is we're gonna build you a list that you have to fly against one of us, and we're gonna do the same thing to somebody else. So, like, if you're available to fly on our stream on one of the nights that we we stream, mm-hmm. um, we can build you a list that you get one veto for, and we get to pick the ships and we get to do some of the upgrades, and you get like a veto, and then you get to fly that trash, and then we get to do the same thing to one of the other hosts. So. You can, and, and we will even let you pick which host you want to fly against.
3: So basically, he did a really good job of sales pitching this crispy, just to let yeah. you know what's about to happen. We are going to hose you with like the worst <laughs> oh, good. and the most good. useless upgrades. This is
2: just by the way, I'm going to JJ right now. Yes! <laughs> I'm in. Yes!
4: All right.
1: so so some background for the stream so we we have a little bit of a rivalry we played in two different tournaments where we've knocked each other out uh from the Mm -hmm. top and uh so we're we're one and one currently right now so
2: yeah yeah and then also in the redemption event at oh yeah that's right you absolutely minced my vultures
1: yeah oh my gosh man i I ran Django,
2: Django, seer and three vultures a b-wing killed a vulture on the second engagement a B-Wing killed the vulture on the second engagement, and his third B-Wing killed my third vulture. Yeah. Gone.
0: Yeah. That's what happens to those things, unfortunately. So, I will tell you... It's um, been
3: a minute. Does Crispy get to pick his faction before we start hosing him?
0: Oh, shit. I don't remember. No, we didn't let him... Oh, we rolled!
3: No, no, we rolled. We rolled, rolled. that's right. And then, does JJ get to take part since he has been the chosen opponent?
1: Well, I'll I will if he if he wants to participate in mine. Yes, all I right, say oh, yes. Let's yeah. see here. I so say let's, screw, let's screw
0: JJ and screw crispy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Charles, you can roll. Yeah, if you got to die, you get to roll.
3: Give me a second here. I think I got it. All right, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. So all right, so I got a D six. I don't. There's no such thing as a D seven. And all right, seven so is factions. there
0: a faction yeah. you don't want to fly at at all, Crispy?
2: At all, Resistance.
0: All right, so resistance, no resistance is in. What's your favorite one?
2: Uh Favorite, probably First Order.
0: All right, so First Order is not allowed, and you have there to run you. one through six. So any of them, so Charles, it's one through six on the the number bar in Yasby, except for uh First Order will be blank. They will be the one you cannot get.
3: Fair enough. Scum.
0: All right.
2: All right. I'll take that.
0: All right. Remember, you get one veto. Just so you know, you so like if if we pick, do we want to do extended too? Do we just say extended now?
3: Yeah. Why not? No yeah, exactly. no both. No black box. To be fair, right. the last time we did this, we gave John that uh, the Star Viper that can turn ninety degrees, and yeah, we all realized that just was how amazing mistake.
1: that
0: was. <laughs> that, that was one hundred percent my bad, and I had to play so,
1: against that shit. We're doing chance engagement or just like an extended match? Uh,
0: we're we're not going to tell you the scenario. You're just going to get randomly picked Scenario, I screen. was going to say,
3: scenario, we'll shuffle the deck and draw okay. whatever the top card is out of the scenario deck, okay. and that's what you get. Surprise, yeah,
2: yeah. it's droids you're looking for. Oh,
4: yes! <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that might be one of them. That might be one of them. Or we'll do a duel. Oh, we could, never mind. Yeah, okay, let's keep focus. Otherwise... We'll be here for an hour. <laughs> um, all right.
3: Tanner will not let us accomplish yeah. anything this stream.
0: All right. So we're going to do extended. No ban list, though. You cannot have something off the ban list. Um. So, Charles, you get to pick the first ship.
4: Ooh.
3: You know what? I'm going Star Viper.
0: Okay. Does it always say Star Viper class attack platform? Yeah.
4: Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: I did not know that's what it was called. So do we get to let Crispy pick the pilot or do I get to pick the pilot? Crispy, you could pick the first pilot, and then we get a veto oh, if we don't like what you pick.
2: Oh man. All right. Oh man. Uh I'm I'm gonna take Dalen. Dalen Oberus. All right. Okay. So we have
0: 10 loadout points. JJ, you get to pick the first upgrade.
1: Uh, notorious. On talent. It's a talent.
0: Yeah, I know. I spelled
1: notorious uh, I...
2: You, can't. you have to have an illicit slot. Oh, you got to have to. Requires, okay. It
3: requires an illicit. So with Daylin, he can't run the title, which means no illicit slot on the Star Viper.
1: Uh, Then we'll give him Predator.
3: Okay. I thought you were going to say Mark Sable closure. I'm like, yes, make that bendy barrel roll interesting.
0: All right, Charles, you're next.
3: Uh, I am going to go with, let's see, where can we fill out of this? I'm going to give him primed thrusters so that he can still boost or do the bendy barrel roll even while stressed. Alright. That means he can do the 90 degree turn and still have some maneuverability. I'm not going to hose him too hard because I'm a hardcore Star Viper fanboy.
0: Alright, you got two points left, Crispy. What, what are you going to put on here?
2: Uh, I think the only upgrade I can take is Electronic Baffle. Yeah.
0: Alright. Alright. Now we get to pick the next ship.
3: Sure. Escapecraft. no i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> um it actually might do well in a four round game right i mean the what do they have goes. three four <laughs> three forward blow up three forward,
1: Get just right. leave them I, i'll i'll give him the the nickel city suggestion the g1a oh, oh. yes all right. Yeah. all right
0: who's going to pick the pilot can't be jj
3: um i'll go and let's throw Hmm. i you know let's put zuckus in there all right
0: crispy you can have the first pick for upgrades all right all right all right all right we'll give you the title for free we we know that's there's no reason not to have that So like i'll just you can have the title That adds a cannon slot? Holy shit.
3: Yep. Yeah. 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 It's a- Can, it right. adds cannon and gives a barrel roll.
2: Um, Because I like a lot of dice, I'm going to take trick shot.
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to
3: do that. Ooh, I knew
2: you were going to do that. Well done, <laughs> sir. All
0: right. Um, If that's the case, then I don't know. Do we go with auto blasters? yeah spicy choice
4: Spicy.
0: all right and the last two points is for charles Mm.
3: Uh, he is on the ban list so that's a no you know what (laughs) since you i was gonna put boba fett in there and let him move it around after placement (laughs) boba fett's Fett's not a thing um you know what since you took trick shot let's throw kira on there yeah
1: that's exactly
0: yeah, what I was going to say. Kira. There yep. you go. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, so the next ship. Why don't we go? Ooh, should we do a ooh. Or do we? Do we oh, do we pick an M3A? Because I don't know, but you also have time. Or do you throw
3: the st 70 Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Yep. That's fine. All right. JJ, you can pick the pilot.
1: Uh you know what the guild bounty hunters is, is a pipped generic right Yeah you only have two Yeah let's do that
2: Can I can I veto the pilot Yep Yeah you get your veto All right All right, all right. Can, all right. can I say that it's not it can't be the other generic it's got to be one of the two <laughs> named ones there Sure Yeah we'll yes. we'll allow yeah, that he... All right all yes. right So one of the uh so either Q9 or Mando
3: all right. um, I'm going to go with Q9 and say no talent slots.
0: He <laughs> yeah, had trick shot on everything. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. Uh, Since four
0: J- Lama. J- four Lama is your first crew upgrade? All yes. right. Ooh, we like that. Uh, you can have the title for free. Uh, might as well just throw that out there. That seems well, logical. How are
1: we ruling the title, by the way? Um, hmm. what do you mean so there's been some discussion in the discord that the title uh, allows you to hide one of the two illicit slots that are on the ship and not add a third and hide it
0: I'm actually more in favor of the first one the more I've read that I think that makes more sense based on how AMG uh, or, or we'll just say how FFG has fucked things up in their verbiage before yeah. That feels a little bit more yeah. closer to that. Okay, fair. Um, I will. I will tell you, we had not been playing it that way though, and I think yeah, I we the last game. card we yeah. thought it was going to be Toadsma goats because of that. So,
3: so you know what All I right, think so... we should do, Chris? Yeah, I think we should load up with max point upgrades and everything that's not illicit slots to just completely cut the title out, even though we gave it to him for free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we can put an ion cannon. Who's our most expensive gunner? Oh, Han. Han hey, there gunner. we go. Three points left.
1: You got to give him a focus.
0: <laughs> there you go. No elicit slots. IG 88. You can still get your dual calculates. I don't know what the hell Forlon does. You can have a red focus.
3: Yeah. Do you give him IGD crew? Yeah, Man, I'll be nice. I'll, I'll, I'll,
0: come on, it's, it, let's no, a I'm, I'm, nice. I'm in for
3: this. I want to see how this works out.
0: Because essentially, think of it as a fo, right? Because okay, because Han, you can still take your red focus. Yeah. So think of it this way: you can have two calculates and a red fo- and a focus. It, it'll be like whirlwind. Whereas you just plop three fucking focuses on the table and go, come at
3: me. <laughs> but
1: they're only good if you have those giant metal focuses to put on the table. Yes, not it? Yeah. I did I did that. By the way. That was very fun.
3: All right. So last ship, can I call it? Because it's four points. Yep. I want the quadrajet transfer space tug. <laughs>
1: Ooh. What are you getting all, Every
3: hey, all pilots are four points. So what are we yep. gonna what are we gonna slam in there?
0: Zubio, uh, obviously. I yeah. think you have to go with Zubio.
3: I don't know. Yeah. I it's kind of a oh, hard. Zuvio, and then give him no bombs.
0: <laughs> would you rather, crispy? Would you rather have Zuvio or Uncar Plut? I'll give you the choice. Ooh,
3: <sighs> why not? No, no. Why not Sarko Plank? That encourages him to fly the tug fast. Oh, all right, fine,
0: <laughs> fine. Who would you like? God damn it.
2: Hmm. Um, I'll. I'll I'll let you pick if I get the first pick of upgrade. If we're if if we can negotiate that.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you are a hard hitter. Yeah, okay, fine. So Charles, which pilot do you want? Sarco Plank. Okay.
3: The one no one flies. <laughs> 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 Let's get as many people on the map that
2: no one uses. All, All right, right, crispy. Uh protector Gleb in the cruise lot. Yeah. Uh, I knew it. We gotta all get right. Zachis double out, mod so somehow. No
3: more points.
1: Dead man's club.
2: No. is dead man's. Oh no, you
1: might be right. No, never mind. I, I thought no, Gleb, uh, Gleb is. I thought Glib was four. Yeah,
2: no, no, Gleb is six. Okay,
1: there you go. Wow, Ordinary you have expensive.
2: like one hyper
3: maneuverable ship, two like medium base chunks, and then like the least maneuverable ship in like the space tug.
4: Yeah. all right
0: so crispy so here here hold on i'm going to put your name in here i guess it doesn't highlight it that's bullshit (laughs) 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 okay so this is your list so we typically um fly wednesday nights are you around on wednesday nights at all by weird chance
2: um wednesday is when we play at flgs uh when i normally get back around 9 to nine thirty. that's our second game that would actually work out yeah
1: cool. game two yep yeah. all
0: right so shall we build jj's list let's do it all right yeah, so go. so charles you get to pick which list jj is going to get eliminated and jj can't veto this Well, I guess you can. You don't you get one video.
3: Fuck it. Which list or which faction? Which faction, faction, sorry.
0: Which faction that he cannot fly?
1: Charles CB fly everything, so
3: (laughs)
0: this is Crispy's chance for revenge.
3: You know what? I'm gonna leave it to fate. All right. Roll the D eight. I'm gonna roll a D eight and on an eight, Crispy picks the faction. All right. Let's go. 7. That's going to be Yes. That's C-I-S. CIS.
0: Man, I don't want to root for JJ. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we'll we're going to let Crispy, so did we 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 let JJ pick the first ship, right? We're going to let Crispy pick
1: JJ's first ship.
3: No, I picked Crispy's first ship.
1: Oh, did you? Yep. Yeah, I picked the. because yeah, it was a star Viper. I picked the second,
0: I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So then I will pick the first ship. Uh, I'm going to make you run an HMP droid gunship. Okay. Ooh. Crispy, what pilot do you want in there?
2: Um, I want DGS047.
0: All right. Okay. Charles, you can have first upgrade. Let's see.
3: Uh, Let's go with, just because I don't think I've ever seen anybody play it, and I'm going to stick to this. Uh, We're going to go with TA175.
0: All right, that will definitely affect how he builds the rest of his list, just so you know.
3: He doesn't get to choose how to build his list. Oh, that's true. All right. We're that's building true. his list.
0: <laughs> All right. JJ, what upgrade do you want?
3: JJ uh, is Marcellus Wallace in the wrong scene of Pulp Fiction. That's what this is. Clusterness. Right.
2: Oh, good take.
0: All right. So, Crispy, what do you want the second ship to be?
2: Well, he brought TA 175. Let's get him, let's give him some droids. Um, Let's put a tri fighter in there.
0: All right, JJ, you or uh, I don't want to make you. All right, JJ, you could pick the pilot.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, D I S T eighty one.
0: All right. Okay, Charles, what upgrade do you want to give them?
4: hmm
3: intercept booster All or are right. we giving that free because it's a zero cost that's well zero it's, config. it's a zero okay. config
0: but it's also a negative to some extent
3: sure i'm in
0: you don't always want that uh, maybe you do maybe you do in this one but you can it. i no mean
2: in on the first system phase you can just choose to just discard the card yeah, basically exactly that's so, true yeah so it doesn't really have a downside Okay. Uh, Alright, Charles. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can pick the second upgrade then too.
3: How oh
2: well, then how about that?
3: Does wait, does that have anything to do with anything? It does not, and I'm gonna put it on there just because it absorbs upgrade points like nobody's business. <sighs> Jesus. Your favorite upgrade, Chris. We're gonna put Tor- trajectory Tor- simulator Tor- on the dry <laughs> on the tri- side <laughs> fighter. <laughs> That absorbed uh, six upgrade points right off the bat. Uh, JJ,
0: do you want to video that now?
1: No. Oh, okay. Wanna take. All
0: right, JJ, what upgrade do you want?
1: Independent take? calculations.
0: You, okay. Boom. Boom. All right. All right. We have four more points. I don't even know what what is this ability do? You may spend one calculate from a friendly ship in the firing arc to change.
1: So basically, network calculate the the is the base ability, and so I can still use. Oh, so
0: you that. don't even need yep. network calculate with them.
1: Yeah. Yep.
3: Okay, so I- I'm going to throw something out to the mercy of the court. I will because I have done just assholeish things when it comes to upgrades thus far. I will give up my upgrade picks so long as I get to pick the next two ship pilot combos.
1: Uh, I'm going to veto that.
3: (laughs) It it wasn't. No, it was just an offer. You don't even know what I'm going to do. You could veto one of the pilots.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm also going to choose trickshot. Oh, okay. Mm. I don't know if that's good or not. Those things die so fast, so you should have chose a hull upgrade, JJ.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're trifighters, they die quick. They're fine. All right.
3: Can I at least have the next ship then? Yep. And then DJ, JJ, you still have the opportunity to, to veto this.
1: Okay, okay.
3: But just because I want to see one flown with this faction, throw a gauntlet in there.
0: Oh my god. All right.
3: Oh, I want I want Previsla as the pilot personally.
0: All right, does anybody have any uh, oppositions to that? No, no. Okay, Previsla it is. Crispy, what upgrade do you want to give him to begin with? And the one I will tell you you cannot pick is the stupid fucking um. Super Commandos because they don't launch in TTS. Otherwise, oh, they don't?
2: Uh, oh. no. Otherwise, one hundred
0: percent, I wouldn't
1: care. Sadly,
0: I've tried to play that on Greg's stream like twice now, and it just doesn't work. Mm. And I get angry every time.
2: All right, let me um. This is also new stuff that I want to see flown. Uh, I'm going to give you clan training. Ooh. Nice. All right, JJ,
0: what upgrade do you want? I, I probably know how you want to build this out. <laughs> so what's your most important one that you want to put on here?
1: That's a very good question. Uh...
0: I know what one is not. It's the payload. I'll tell you it had zero effect in any of my games.
2: You don't want to put your probe droids on your gauntlet?
0: <laughs> no. Uh not in this <laughs> not in this format. Probe droids stock has gone down a little bit. And, I no uh, longer get the turns ahead of time.
1: Drop seat B. on. All right. Okay,
0: Quick. so now
2: we got three. Let, let's fill up all those points before we can use the cruise slots. <laughs> uh, well, the cruise slot, I'm going to
0: give them a Savage Opress because that's the one I want to see flown. All right, Charles, four points. Oh four points. Do you have
4: to four
3: play points with. to spend. Uh, just because I like running it and it never triggers for me on this ship just because <laughs> of how huge it is. Uh, Boba Fett Gunner.
0: Oh, my God. I hate that. God.
3: It never triggers. I know. Because it's a front-back arc, so it never triggers.
0: JJ, are you going to use your veto?
2: <laughs> no. Um. Okay. It's Living dangerously.
3: Her. All right. We got four points to fill. with cis you have a lot no i'm talking about oh you mean
1: in the yeah the list build
3: wise build wise you got four points and in cis that's a lot of options
1: i vote two
0: trade federation drones
1: (laughs) i should get a pick don't i
0: yeah you can you can you can have a a Just pick. so
1: you
3: know, a uh, bell level fit, uh, droid will fit. HMP's got a four yes. point
1: perfect. I was actually going to go for a bell, bell yeah Yep, all right, crispy. Which pilot does he get?
3: You got three choices.
4: Uh,
2: let's give him the I1 generic, the Feath and Outraw.
1: I will veto that.
2: All right, you You get Watt. Yes, turned on for Watt.
3: Thank you.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Watt's Watt's my favorite Belmont Lab.
3: Legit, I need a t-shirt that says turned down for Watt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Crispy, then what upgrade do you want is the first upgrade?
2: Daredevil. (laughs) Daredevil.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you okay, Charles? No, JJ, you can have
1: the next upgrade: impervium plating. Oh, I right. was
0: <laughs> I don't think there's an upgrade you could take that block both spots.
2: So, well, we could give them angled deflectors, and then. <laughs> uh electronic baffle and just block him up
0: lose his <laughs> <laughs> shield and gain a reinforce that's such a big move. Oh uh, because they, they all they don't get solos run anymore. We could also give them a targeting computer, but
3: in a wet slot.
1: Yeah you got five it, points though. There's there's no other
2: oh yeah so there's five points you can't take the attack relay so it's just a mod slot. And
3: we can't do discharge veins because those are banned, right? Yeah.
2: That's correct.
3: Mm. Well, it was on one of your ships. So let's give him Baffle. All right.
0: right. Hey, there you go. That works with your Daredevil, JJ. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
3: You can do a crazy boost and then take a damage to lose it.
0: I like it. You got imperium plating. So.
2: Yeah, just just like burn your shields on the first couple turns and then, you know, just r- rely on impervious plating. I'm sure you're not going to take two pilot grits to lose your ship.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: Yep.
0: All right. Well, there we go, folks. JJ construct the Death Star. All right. So th- thank you all for joining us tonight. Um We will have to pick a day either this week or next week crispy depending on where your schedule lies Mm -hmm. um so we won't make you commit to this week but we will request you join us for this event and
3: that means we could give up the first hour of sunday cast next week to force him to play jj right before
0: before our cast or do our cast and then do a short cast and then Force them to play.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Do that
0: too.
1: That's good. So. Yeah.
0: All right. So we'll talk about it offline, figure out where we want to go, how we want to do. Thank you all for joining us. If you are new to the stream or just joining in, you can hit the uh subscribe button, become one of our subscribers. We are working through uh what we want to do to make some changes to the stream to do some more giveaways, um, and try to make it a little bit more unique. We have some uh cards we're working on, even though everybody has cards, so. Um, We'll see how that goes uh, as well. But either which way, you can also support us on Patreon or you can support us by liking, sharing, and congratulating this video on your local iTunes or Google podcatching app. Thank you all for joining us. Have a good night. We'll be back Wednesday with not in person, but on TTS Games. Thank you. Have a good night, everyone.